Mm-hmm. Aranak, I've, I'm so I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start the the podcast here. I I have a question. I have a question I need to ask you, Aranak. Okay. Um, what is your favorite word? Ooh, favorite word. That's hard. That's a hard one. I um, <laughs> you you've activated my special interest. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I love linguistics. I've always really been interested in language from a young age. I think it's part of why I've I've always been pretty good at um, masking how autistic I am, and because uh, <laughs> I I talk with all the fancy words and it sounds good. Um, I actually had to learn to like dumb my language down because when I was a little five year old, I sounded this like I want you to picture this like a little five year old shit walking up to you and speaking to you like a like a weird like university professor like an academic and being like yeah i'm actually that's completely incorrect you don't know anything about <laughs> the pterosaurs they weren't dinosaurs they were actually flying lizards and then like a bunch of technical terms because i would memorize um, the dimetrodon the dimetrodon wasn't a dinosaur it was actually like an early version of the chameleon please yeah Thank exactly. You very much. Like, exactly but imagine like a five-year-old coming up to you and just just just, just like Telling you a whole like, ass video essay on dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, and regurgitating uh, a thesaurus. Um, <laughs> regurgitating, that's a good word. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so, so favorite words. Um, I don't know. I, I I use like way too often. So I, I guess my brain's favorite word is like. That's not an intentional thing. <laughs> just, like, my brain's favorite sense. word is like too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like... Everyone uses like. <laughs> like my favorite, my favorite, my like favorite, my favorite again, enemy like. in Legend of Zelda too. Like, like. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I, I actually, I actually do have a favorite word. And by the way, and by the way, I invite every, I, I invite every one of our listeners right now to think long and hard about your favorite word because you need to have an answer to this question. Uh. <laughs> Just in case I decide to ask it to you, like I am perpetually incapable of answering the question. What is your favorite X? Because I I have too many things I like. I have too many things I like. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Your for the record, X. for the record, my favorite word. I will say my favorite word. By the way, because I have one, um, and everyone needs to have one. So yeah, my favorite word is goon. Uh, it is goon. Oh, goon. goon's a great word. That's such a Canadian word. Um, <laughs> you goon. Oh yeah, but this fucking goon over here, he's not even fucking <laughs> yeah. listening, and he's yeah, out here yeah. being a goon. <laughs> yeah, look at these. Yeah, look at these oh, goons. Gosh. Sounds like a lagoon. It I, is. It is. It is an excellent word. I adore it to death. I, I apologize and... in advance. My mic is is good at my speaking level, um, but I think it's peaking every time I laugh because I laugh way too loud. <laughs> No, I laugh. I laugh loud too. Don't don't worry that's, about that's it. Fine. That's uh, ah. I'm gonna I'm gonna work out my magic and fix it. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a um, loud. I I almost said laugh louder. I'm a loud laugher too. It's like a tongue I, twister. I do the loud. Yeah. Loud laugher. Loud laugher. Yeah. Loud laugher. Laugher. <laughs> I knew I'd stutter. All right. So yeah, my favorite. Everyone, everyone listening, please tell us your favorite words. Favorite words. Mine is goon. Zolti, what's your favorite word? I would say meat goo. Meat goo. That's two words. Okay, then goo. 
<laughs> so, so my are favorite you, word is goon, are, and your favorite word is goo. Yeah, that's what are, you mean. Committed think of. to the word goo. Um, goo is such a good I, I, word. I, I feel like I need it to is. like like lie and say it's goop just to complete the the goo Ooh, trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> goo. Oh, good. Hello, and welcome to Video Gems, the podcast where every week we kidnapped we kidnap a very special. Uh, video essays person and we torture them slowly, <laughs> painfully, persistently. I am your host, Dark Fry. And I am Salty Boy, your co-host. Uh, yeah, and with us we have Aranok, um, uh, a video Hi. essayist of, of some kind. Aranok? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, d- d- ar- artist. Um, I make art, video essays Vi- is one just one medium that I make it in. Um, video artists. Yeah, well, video I, I don't artists. just make video stuff. I um, I, I'm a digital artist. Um, I, you know, I, I do animation stuff. I design video games. Um, yeah, Ooh, I, I I didn't I know you made video games. That's neat. <laughs> I also I also paint miniatures sometimes. Um, I do prop stuff. Like... I'm actually going to be using some prop stuff in an upcoming video that I'm really excited about. Um. I'm I'm doing a series on on capitalism and gender in in the Alien franchise, and I found this like shitty plastic military gun, and I'm gonna use my prop making magic to turn it into a pretty good facsimile of the of the um, colonial marine guns from Aliens. Um, so I so I can do a, a Ripley cosplay for both so the video. You, so you can like like sculpture. Also, yeah, I I do a little bit of green, green stuff, uh, sculpting mm-hmm. onto onto minis and things. Um, I've done some pretty cool stuff with like terrain. Um, I'm really good at creating water, like moving waves out of out of. Uh, so green stuff is a it's a it's a two part. Um, I think it's a resin or epoxy. I can't remember exactly. But basically, it comes out kind of like a plastic. Um, but basically, you take the the green, the yellow, and the blue, and you mix it until it looks like a nice green. Um, and then you can kind of sculpt it into different shapes and it'll harden into a similar plastic type substance to what, um, a lot of minis are printed as. So it, it fits in like it was meant to be on the model. Um, like I did one, uh, I painted all my dad's mansion of madness, uh, miniatures and for the, the star spawn, which are these kind of Cthulhu looking creatures, I removed the wings off the back of the one of the, one of them <laughs> and replaced them with a writhing mass of tentacles. And then, um, yeah, I I did some other fun like modifications. Like I had one that, of the little. Uh, that sounds like, like something. Wing snakes. Uh, I had the wing. <laughs> I, had, I had a wing snake eat an egg, <laughs> and I had the egg inside <laughs> of its throat. And the eggs that I had, I, I painted them like they were glowing, and so I made it look like. Um, like the glowing egg was like kind of coming through the skin of the the snake. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm trying to picture the things. It's kind of, kind of hard to picture, but all I can think of is like something pulled straight out from a from a hentai or something. Like very. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> well, way too well I guess for that. <laughs> I guess I guess the I guess the writhing mass of tentacles will yeah, give you that. Exactly. Will give yeah. you that image. I, I'm uh, I'm ace, so I really I want to know I where you got that. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I really want I really want to know where you got that. 
Where you where where did you obtain a writhing mass of tentacles? <laughs> oh, I, I I sculpted it. Damn. <laughs> from like uh... from, from scratch. So oh. um. Damn. You yeah. can just create tentacles. I I have holy I have, shit. Yeah, I, I can just do that. <laughs> I could just summon. See, them. see, see, everyone, see everyone. That there, that there, that is talent. Yes, um, that is talent. I'm, I'm actually just an eldritch being pretending to be immortal. Um, <laughs> so that's an on, ongoing joke. Uh, I'm not even. Time. I'm not even pretending. I am an eldritch being. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I I can yeah. kind of so get behind that because. <laughs> Uh, you, uh, you dare like, to say the truth. <laughs> you're also, you're yes. also uh, some. Uh, I mean, you post a lot of makeup stuff on Twitter, also. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I don't know. I, I've, yes, I makeup that thought. disturbingly looked uh, very similar to blood, like disturbingly oh, similar. Yeah, I actually used. Blood <laughs> it was for effects. the Doom video, right? Yeah, it was for the Doom video. I was, I was going for this sort of like Queen of Hell look. Oh yeah, and, that was um, that was really cool. I don't and I that. took some blood, uh, blood paint, uh, blood for the blood god, uh, like technical paint. Um, it's a specialized paint that you can get for miniatures. Um, it's produced by the the people who make Warhammer, and it's a really good quality technical paint. Um, that comes out looking like 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 fresh blood, and it stays looking like fresh blood even once it's um been on. And uh, surprisingly enough, it works really well as a blood effect on skin. Um, I'm gonna be doing some more blood effects stuff with the alien video and the the Ripley look, but I went and got some actual blood effects for that because I was like, I probably shouldn't make a habit of putting slightly toxic substances on my skin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I should probably stick to like things that are actually supposed to go on your skin, like makeup. Um, next up, uh, <laughs> next up on Aaronax show, uh, putting melting plastic on skin. <laughs> make... Well, you know, well, you know, it's all for the art. Mm-hmm. It's, it's for the art. Really, just you know, is is you know the length some the length someone will go to for for their craft. It is just yeah. it is awe inspiring. And by the way, y'all, you all have no fucking clue unless you've seen the video or the picture and uh, we're talking about. It. You have no fucking clue how much that actually looks like blood. Oh yeah, like I, uh... it is. It is. <laughs> it is. It is actually disturbing. I, when I when I saw when I saw that picture, I texted I texted Aronach, "Who did you kill?" <laughs> well, it, it does it does genuinely look like um, look like I I I sacrificed someone uh, for the video, and um, not yeah. not that I'm against. Uh, sacrifices made in my name um <laughs> i i wouldn't do that for a video this is just cool. isn't that like uh, a like a habit uh on yeah in your own time concerts like spilling blood uh on the audience on metal concerts when i I've, i don't know if you've ever been to like death metal concerts or something i'm not sure which like which kind of metal is it but there's like this specific type of uh, I, I think it's death metal or so, some kind of metal where uh, it people sounds, would it go on stage like with like a, a bucket death metal. <laughs> yeah, like with a bucket of b- blood, like animal blood, and they would just spill it everywhere. And we oh, had God. to, like, in in our local youth center, we had to deal with one of these uh, bands <laughs> one time, <laughs> and they had no interest in, like, uh. uh 
uh, I like how you cleaning, cleaning it up. With. No interest in cleaning <laughs> it up. We had to do it ourselves. So it was kind of stressful, but, but it's also kind of cool. I would say, uh, if, uh, I hadn't been the, the person in, uh, you know, in charge of that, that night, then I, maybe I would have found it entertaining entertaining even <laughs> because yeah yes, dude like, zolti zolti bro cleaning <laughs> blood totally isn't metal yeah that's that's true like like yeah that's your job and you're not cleaning metal. the blood's not but but metal. people people <laughs> from that like from that genre that that play metal like are so kind like they're more oh yeah um actually my my second most recent video is on this. They're just the best people. <laughs> uh, so so my video on Doom, um, and, and Doom's game design is is uh, basically applying um, a concept from from a study from the University of Queensland on the effect of uh, music of, of they they classify it as extreme music, but basically everything that like metal that sort mm-hmm. of thing, like like really heavy, aggressive, you know. Um, it's good for the soul music uh it actually is it it, it helps to process negative I mean, emotions yeah um, yeah that wasn't, sure that wasn't case, a joke yeah. i meant it yeah but. no it's like it's <laughs> Just... like i know you were doing it. it's like it's but i want to make sure the audience knows like it's, it genuinely is it's it's good for your soul it um I, i'm just still having this image in my head how they spill blood on the audience and just thinking that that's good for the soul it's kind of, it's, it's a funny thing but but yeah <laughs> yeah I, like, i'm pretty healing. sure it, it is it, it heals it heals the spirit yeah, but yeah, <laughs> these I, these people are like typically the most relaxed people ever. Yeah, really dude, are. metal concerts are essentially just is is essentially a meditation group. Oh, totally. Like, and, and I, I <laughs> yeah, just think um, I, I those think, people are meditating. <laughs> I, I think it becomes even better when you when you enter it with with intentionality, which is a whole concept from meditation of of like. When you're angry, when you're in those negative emotions, engaging with media that lets you process it and work through it, I think can be really, really um, healthy and helpful. And um, like the reason I made that was actually uh, I, I got laid off because of COVID um, mm-hmm. from a job that I'd worked really, really hard to get. And um, that month I was just fucking angry. Like I just like, and, and not just angry at that. There was a lot going on. Um, this year for, for trans people has been pretty tough. We've had a lot of like really egregious attacks yeah. against us as a community yeah. from legislators and, and various other groups. Um, yeah. And, and I just started playing doom <laughs> eternal <laughs> on stream. Um, and, and I had this, this stretch where my, cause, cause when I'm really angry and stuff, it really fucks with my insomnia and makes it worse. And, uh, and so I wasn't sleeping and I, I think I was like three or four days into not sleeping and I'm just like streaming to eternal at like 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> just rage burned. <laughs> and it like helped me kind of come out of that space and, and, and finally like go get some sleep. Um, Fuck. I, I don't so, even want to know so, how it feels like to be like that. Uh, I mean, shout out to anyone who was there for the fever streams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout, shout out yeah. to those people. Um, I don't even want to like, imagine what it feels like to be like a disabled person who already gets labeled as lazy and stuff and then being unemployed at the same time. Uh, I don't think that's a 
good combination for the soul, so to speak. Uh, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's a time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sure. Did, yeah, you, the, the did you experience is, anything is... with like rela- relatives or close friends? Uh, like, I don't know. Um, just no, expecting like, like, uh, more. I, I mean, I, I think uh, like with that with that situation, I didn't really get any sort of negative. It was mostly like just sympathy because it's like, well, that fucking sucks, and and it's kind of been the 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 tone of the last two years. It's just been a lot of like something shitty happens to someone and everyone's like, well, that fucking sucks. I can't do anything to help you because mm-hmm. I just had like 10 shitty things happen to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and so, so in that situation, you play Doom. Yeah. You just, that's what Doom's for. That's what Doom's for. By the way, by the way, by the way, that's another good word. Doom. That's, Doom. that's uh, actually, is there, is there, okay. So Doom. I, t- I tweeted, uh, yeah, I tweeted like, um, <laughs> the, um, I tweeted, what's the best video game title once the, the game that prompted me to, to, to do that tweet was doom because, because I genuinely think that is is like, is there a better game title? No. Yeah. I think, I think there is one. Do you remember what, what rocket league used to be called? There's no, there was like, like five words, like super rocket. I, I, wait, let me the, Google The it. first game, the first game, because it's actually two separate games. Oh, um, okay, I didn't know that. Rocket League was a sequel to that. That was um, the reason they had to change the name was because the first first game was like a, I think a PlayStation exclusive, and that's why I kind of did poorly because most people didn't use the PlayStation Three as much for like online um, indie purchases as the Xbox did because because Sony didn't really like advertise it much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it has a big long name, but I think Doom is such a powerful name. Like it's okay. it's perfect. It, I, I have the title. Exactly... I have the title right right here. Supersonic acrobatic rocket powered battle cars. <laughs> That's pretty good. I, I think there's like two directions you have to take a title. Yeah, and it's either short and sweet. Or, or it's a fucking meme. hilariously long. Yeah, and no in yeah. between. Shout like... out. Yeah, shout out. Shout out to Bands Ferdinand. For replying to that tweet uh, of what's the best title with, and I did not know, bef- and I did not know of this beforehand, so I'm very grateful to her for uh, making <laughs> me aware of this game. Peter Jackson's King Kong, the official game of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so ridiculous. Oh, shit. <laughs> I and. Apparently, this game's really good, by the way. That, that's what's even funnier to me. Um, I, I remember finding Peter Jackson's King Kong as a film incredibly boring. So I, I, I'm kind of interested what the game's like. Um, yeah, apparently it's really good. That's cool. And it's the official game of the movie. It's yes. right there in the title. It's right there in the title. Like, it's right there. I, yeah. I, I think... I can't remember what franchise it was. I think it might have been Street Fighter that was uh, Street Fighter the movie the game was also mm-hmm. pretty good um <laughs> it's because it's Wait, gotta... it's basically the game movies game <laughs> uh, isn't there a game called lego movie the game yeah but that one that one makes sense it's just a game of the 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 film lego movie it's not quite as ridiculous as like three layers of adaption where you adapted a f- game to a movie and then the movie to a game and somehow ended up with the worst game at the end of it like that's what's really <laughs> impressive is that it's, 
<laughs> the movie Shit. version of sorry street fighter the game the movie the game is uh is like one of the worst street fighters i believe um i'm not really into the franchise so i, I i'm speaking just from like what i know from its community um but i'm pretty yeah. sure most people didn't like it um and it's not remembered fondly and i think that's really fucking funny that they like adapted this movie into a game, uh, so this game into a movie, and then adapted it back into a game, and somehow like got worse. <laughs> Damn, man! I, you know the Street Fighter movie. The Street Fighter movie is bad, but I will always love it for the uh, it's for the Jean Claude Van Damme it's not monologue bad. at the end. It's trash, <laughs> and it's very entertaining trash at that. I love yeah. trash. Like, That's something that I'm... movie adaptations of, of video games are actually good at. Bison. Being trash. <laughs> bison. Um, we can we can all go home. <laughs> the day M. Bison graced your village was the most important day of your life. For me. By the way, by the way, Tuesday. By the way, you might have noticed. <laughs> you might have noticed that Aranok is an excellent uh, voice artist. Mm-hmm. I'm a um, voice actor, yeah. I I occasionally guest in other people's videos with various voices. Um, yes, yes, it is. And streams. <laughs> do you play yeah, D and D or so, something like pen and paper? Yes, to do I voices? love D and D. I'm I'm actually on a D and D show on Mondays. We we raise money oh, for shit. various um, mutual aid groups. Is um, that like a podcast or something? Uh, no, it's a it's a Twitch stream. Um, it's on uh, Thunderpants DM's channel. I I can I can link that. Um, okay, cool. But uh, uh, Doc, make sure to do uh, like post there. Oh, I love Thunderpants Academy is the channel name. Um, but Thunderpants is our wonderful DM. Um, he's been, he's been DMing for forever, but yeah, I, I play on a, on a podcast on, on Mondays. Um, I'm sure some of the people watching know, like we're in hell, uh, chill goblin, um, John Duncan mm-hmm. and, and Xander Corvus. I'm those aware are, of those, those people. Are the other, those are the other players. And so, yeah, it's, uh, and, and sometimes we have guest players. Um, and... is it going to be a, a one shot or no, 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 it's a show. It's been going on for a little while. Uh, we're, we're okay, playing okay. through uh um the frosty one my brain's blanking on the name of it <laughs> frosty uh, the frosty of the snowman yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, uh an uh an evil goddess has like you know plunged the world into endless um endless winter um and, and we're just trying to get by uh it's disney's frozen yeah, Disney's Frozen. Uh, actually, so I, I got I got two funny things off. The- <laughs> so I'm I'm currently like literally right now. Um, I, I stopped to to record this, uh, writing the script for for my video on the 2009 mi- miniseries Alice. It's uh it's the second video in my unintentionally queer series. I'll explain what that series is in a second. But um, the show before Alice in in Nick Willing's sort of three run of of like these mini series where he readapted like classic literature using like weird steampunky stuff um was was tin man and tin man uh and i'm gonna make this argument i bring this up in the video as well and um and i hope i hope people will want me to make a video on that show at some point later but uh tin man is literally uh frozen but ten thousand times better like it's it's just better frozen and i'm i remain convinced that frozen is a ripoff of of the miniseries um tin man i will hear no arguments against it <laughs> um 
it's it's immaculate uh what more could you want than than a, a show where uh alan cumming and uh, what's his name i'm so okay but does it have olaf the snowman no, it's got better. Uh, it's got Neil McDonough and Alan Cumming being husbands as as the best version of both Tin Man and and Scarecrow ever. Um, okay, so j- am I hearing this right? <laughs> that there is no Olaf, uh, like a funny snowman in the in the show. There's there's no, no, no snowman. There's no funny snowman. No there, there are snowman. tit monkeys. There are tit monkeys. <laughs> Sorry, there are what? Explain? So tit- so the, the the evil witch. Um, the way she summons the the flying monkeys is is she has <laughs> tattoos literally like just above her cleavage that she just summons monkeys out of and so lady knight the brave and i when we were watching it kept calling them the tit monkeys and like anytime they'd show up we'd be like oh the tit monkeys <laughs> okay um, i i when you said that i just pictured some monkeys with huge breasts i had to be clear the monkeys <laughs> don't too, have breasts too, the, the monkeys are summoned from the breast <laughs> but that's even Damn. cooler it's it is bonkers. It is a bonkers. Yeah, but imagine show. if the monkeys and had had tits too. It's so I'm I'm yeah I I it's a weird weird show. Um, do, do you want to know what the weirdest part of it is? Um, everybody in the show's add, performance. I'm adding this to my drawing list. Everybody's tits. Everybody in the show's performance is incredible. Like their acting is great, except for Zoe Deschanel, who's the main character. <laughs> She's oh my god! Like, it has it has Zoe Deschanel. I want to be clear. I love Zoe Deschanel. I think she's a great yeah, actress. Me too, me I just too. think that she was like stoned as shit when filming this show <laughs> because she does not like. She just seems to be like confused about where she is Wait, and just kind of like, "Whoa, what's going on?" <laughs> just like out of it. So it's it's really funny because everyone else is giving like the most. Like they're they're just really acting as mm-hmm, much as they mm-hmm. can in, in a really great way. And then it's just Zoe Deschanel being like. I guess I'll say my lines if I have to. <laughs> <laughs> when was this um, released? I mean, I mean, do I have to learn my lines too? From, so, from what? Yeah, is this 2007? I think, two th- yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so Tin Man was 2007, Alice is 2009, mm-hmm. and the terrible sequels, uh, the, the third, the third in the, the sort of trilogy of miniseries adaptions of, of, classic literature is Neverland, which is a Peter Pan version. And I don't know what it is about Peter Pan, but it seems to be this like, this monolith that certain directors like like feel the need to go and and film and then it's just terrible like i like do you know this the movie pan right which is also trash like i totally get why people find it entertaining is like trash but it it's not like a just very good just the title film. of the movie is is great to me yeah, because uh... because because it's 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 stories that have been adapted so many times that they need to like Slightly title them somewhat them? differently. Yeah, it's, it's like in Neverland, order to like differentiate. Pan, so it's like hook. Like we've got every variation. Um, Pan. But, but I I have just a little teaser for the next video. I have this this joke where I go. Um, there's a weird thing with directors making really terrible Peter Pan passion projects that are their worst works and those projects having some crossover with this series. And then I'm going to play a clip of, of Garrett Hedlund who, who plays um, Sam and Tron Legacy. And I mentioned this in the Tron Legacy. I made a joke about the, the Pan show in it. And then I go, on an unrelated note, I'm doing a video on the many adaptions of The Green Knight next year. I really hope David Lowry's not, oh no, <laughs> just show David Lowry's directing a Peter Pan. Because 
Because because I, I don't know what it's it is about the Peter Pan adaptions and like good directors that I whose work I enjoy. Um, and it just like I, I'm really hoping that David Lowry's isn't bad. Um, but I I don't know. I'm, I'm apprehensive. Is it called <laughs> Peter or something? I, I think it's called Peter Pan and Wendy. I think something like that. Wendy. Um, okay. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's another Disney. It's another Disney yeah, Peter Pan. So I think that, that what makes what the third reboot of D- Peter Pan that Disney's done because they I think they did that one in the two thousands with um with uh my brain is blanking. One second. Huh. Uh, at this point, at this point, the Peter Pan thing is a conspiracy. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, sorry, Jason like, Isaacs, the Jason Isaacs Peter Pan. I think that was also a Disney Peter Pan. So, so we've got the animated one. We've got the live action from early two thousands, and now we're getting another live action Peter Pan from Disney. Um, but uh, if you haven't seen it, which I totally get, like most people probably haven't been able to see it because it's kind of hard to go to theaters right now. But luckily, it was safe for me to do it. Um, I was able to see the Green Knight, and uh, the Green Knight, the like the actual t- original tale, is is my favorite Arthurian legend. It's one of my favorite legends of all time. Um, I really love its different versions, and there's a lot of different versions. And so, I'm going to do a big long video covering all of the different versions um, that I Red can Knight, find. Red Knight, Green Knight. <laughs> so, uh, because because the Green Knight film is obsessed with discussing adaption and the oh, yeah, history yeah. of Green Knight. I've caught your discussion in the Discord, in the Discord <laughs> server. <laughs> right, right. Well, I haven't seen it myself. Well, it was funny to, so, to keep up. So I'm, I'm excited to talk about that later, but that's a that's a far off Movies one. make Movies make, fe- make me feel very stupid because I am very... Um, I don't usually just watch movies in my my free time a lot, and I'm yeah, and I'm very like cinematically Ill- illiterate. Uh, cinematic like... What you please <laughs> not being able to understand cinema? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I very much, like I very much miss the point. Like I very much miss the point of most movies, and just uh, don't take away much from them. And considering that well, one of my one of my biggest passions is analyzing video games, that makes me feel very stupid. Well, that's not. Um, <laughs> I treat I, I treat movies like most people treat games, which is which I I think may just be an element of like like media literacy, which is which is a skill you can learn. You know. Um, yeah. And praying and practice. So, like, but, uh, so wait a second. So, Doug, it, are you saying that you look down on people who watch a lot of movies because that's how most people <laughs> treat gamers, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> um, um, wait, wait, uh, okay, wait, is, so wait, is is Dark the reverse uh, film bro? Like, <laughs> oh, like yeah. instead of where instead of being like these children out here playing video games is the real storytelling movies are fucking lame <laughs> and then and then dark press like these film watchers with their lesser films <laughs> they don't ha- they don't even they don't have even control have over what's going on uh, imagine how, like dark's mom uh, told him that she finally watched the, uh, jo- the joker movie that came out in 2019 and dark's reply was i, I bet you beat it on easy mode <laughs> oh, Which, you watched you watched you watched 
Oh, what? You watched what? it on you, uh, two acts, like, <laughs> wait, jo- wait, wait, film watching totally has, um... Watching Joker The version of an easy mode thing. It's like watching it on the big screen. Oh, yeah. It's the intended experience. <laughs> oh, okay, God. You know? Um, <laughs> it totally has a version of that. No, it, it does, it does, it really does. Um, I, I think there's yeah. this, like... Yeah, there's this nature of of people liking to be elitist about whatever their their media choice is, where they um, yeah they do this thing where like if you're not watching film in the theater, then you're not really watching film at all. Um, and it's yeah. and it's the same it's the same thing as as gamers doing this like. <clears throat> if you didn't beat it on hard mode, you're not even like really playing the game. So I, I love think... these voices. I have to say, <laughs> I, I remember that you used one of these, like the. Uh, the... Um, I did an Agent Smith voice in in the most recent video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Because yeah. Because by, really... by the way, by the way, for the record, for the record, I just want to say that this is just. I'm not an elitist. <laughs> <laughs> We're joking around, but but yeah, yeah. but like uh, I don't. It's not that I don't watch movies because, like, I look down on movies as an art form. Uh, it's just not your art I just, form. Yeah, it's just it's just not a thing that I particularly enjoy, and uh, unless unless that movie is Psycho Gorman, which, by the way, Psycho <laughs> Gorman, uh, please notice me. Uh, <laughs> so, so um. look. Uh, basically, what I'm saying is. Uh, I don't, I can't uh, analyze movies the way I analyze games because I just don't have that knowledge. And it's why, why, and it's the reason why uh, essayists about, essayists on movies, like uh, uh, really cinematically literate essayists really impress me. (laughs) Oh, totally. Um, Yeah, like. I, like they're the essayists that I that I watch their videos and I'm like they're smart because <laughs> they're doing something that I can't do. Uh, who, who's your well, favorite? I, when I, who's when your I favorite watch, movie? When I watch game essays, I'm like whatever. Who's your favorite <laughs> show? A movie essayist, Aranark. Um. Oh, do do you watch any of those? Because oh no, I honestly, watch a ton. I don't. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I I I I'm. I it, it depends depends what I'm looking for. Um. My friends Adequate Emily and Lady Night the Brave are, are two of my my favorite like film essayists for very very different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I've I, watched uh, I've watched which, Adequate which Emily. I, I mean, she's great. I I'm sure there's a there's a certain amount of bias in there because like they're my close friends. I mean, uh, Lady Night literally um, you know you know gives me advice on on all of my editing. Um, there's a, there's a reason she's credited in every single video. Is, is oh, the so they consultant. actually actively influence your work. Yeah, uh, yeah. That you put she, out. She YouTube. does. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and if if you haven't watched her stuff, you really really should. And and um, and Emily often gives me feedback as well. And uh, like uh, other ones, I really enjoy. I I think Bread Sword um does some of the best sort of uh emotional work with film i i i tend towards finding essayists more interesting when they engage with the subjective and the emotional and the personal mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um than ones that sit around and and try to do this like 
objective review objective review bullshit and i'm actually yeah, yeah. doing a really long piece um coming up and, and i'm i've started working on it but I, like it's gonna be a while because it's gonna be a long one it's gonna require a lot of work um it's gonna be ironox version of my dark souls video a <laughs> little bit it's it's called uh uh go check what my current title on it is i tend to change titles every once in a while but i think this one's kind of set in stone or pretty close to what i want to call it uh an objective review of the objective review well, that's a good name, actually. I might steal that. But basically, Dude. I'm doing a, doing a video about um, objective and objective, subjective, and intersubjective, um, all philosophical frameworks relating to that, and why pretty much in all of them, objective review is bullshit. Like, regardless of whichever your philosophical framing of the world is, um, objective review is bullshit. Um, mm-hmm. And it's an oxymoron uh, yeah and and the central sort of statement of the video um which I, I do have already is um the reason they believe their analysis is objective is that they believe there is only one perspective on art and acknowledging that their view is subjective is to acknowledge the marginalized perspective as having equal or potentially greater value than their privileged identity perspective and i, I went think to it's script really, reading mode for that really That's a, that was excellent <laughs> I think it's really important. I, I yeah, I, again, voice acting. I, I tend to just like slip right into it if I start reading something. Um, I think I feel it's, privileged it's really to, have to, heard, to have heard that on, 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 uh, on live, on live um, television. <laughs> yeah. I, I, but but I do think it is really really important to understanding like the relationship. The idea of objective review is that it has to come from a privileged identity. Like it, it can't come from from a marginalized perspective because. Uh, to, to be marginalized is to also always be aware of the privileged identity and lens existing um, in a way that the privileged person never has to acknowledge the marginalized perspective is existing. I, I have a question and actually for you. Often actively tries to avoid that, that mm-hmm. um, viewpoint being seen. Um, Do- and I think this is why most of the objective review people you see are white, able-bodied, cishet men who live in America. <laughs> like it's, it, it, now there, there's obviously a, a sec, uh, exceptions and everything, but but the, the closer proximity you are to that set of identities, the more likely you are to to be one of those. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do, do you like to like watch video essays on the same kind of topic before releasing your video on, on that same topic? It because it, if, it really if, depends. Um, have you seen transparencies? Uh, transparencies uh the objective review that's what the video is i i watched it ages ago but i need to rewatch it um it's like it feels like it's very similar to what you have uh probably yeah like i i I will probably watch that one to make sure i'm not um reiterating points if Mm -hmm. i'm if i'm ever feel like i'm going to be reiterating points i just point people to the video like i i i I think I think um, video essayists need to be more open to intertextually engaging with other video yes, essays yes, in the exactly way that we already right. do with so much other media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's exactly what uh, Transparency told us. What, what we were talking about—that like uh, it was so much easier and so much more fun to create videos if like the community was actively like uh, addressing uh, mm-hmm. each other in the videos and oh, say totally. that like. And I, uh, I will read this or bug. watch that. Yeah, <laughs> I'll probably, pro- probably bug Kiki and Alicia uh, to to uh, let me read them the script because <laughs> we've provided voices for each other's videos before. Um, 
uh, Alicia is actually voices uh, a quote for me in my most recent video. Um, the, the Both of them are lovely. Transparency is a wonderful channel. If people aren't watching them already, they really should because... Um, yeah, they guessed was... it on video gems before. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna. I was actually gonna talk about about some some video game um, essays that I, I feel like are very similar, and and start with um, a video essays that I absolutely love, and also just a lovely person to chat with. Uh, Ragnaroks um, did a piece on Mundown that released like while it was in the final stages of making mine. And I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and so I'm freaking out. And I, I go and I, I watched it to make sure that I wasn't just like saying what Ragnar was saying. And we managed to perfectly not cover any of the same <laughs> stuff except for some plot synopsis points. That's it. Like the only crossover between the two videos is the plot synopsis stuff, which one, I think demonstrates just how much of a fucking artistic masterpiece Mundown is as a game. I'll explain what it is in a second. Um, and two was really great because i was like okay good i'm not because i i would have just cut stuff if i felt like i was just making the same point but worse and would have just said go watch ragnar's video but i did i did shout out the video um several times on twitter as well because i was like hey if you like mine you should really watch this one as well um if you would have and... to recommend a, a video of yours for the listeners to watch <laughs> which one would it be I... I i really oh, enjoy your man down I... uh, one and that was the well, first one i have uh, i've watched on raz's stream yeah, in the feedback stream, I I I love that video. Um, it's it. I, I'm gonna give a couple different recommendations for different different groups of people. Mm -hmm. Um, if you want to better understand um queer perspectives on art, go watch Tron Legacies Unintentionally Queer. Um, it's it's a piece that yes covers all all the the unintentional queer uh, stuff in Tron Legacy, but it's also a lot about why why we we need explicit representation. Um, that that implication isn't good enough, and that we as queer people shouldn't have to read ourselves into to media like I did growing up. Um, uh, so that one was like a really big passion one. Um, the editing is kind of sloppy on it, so I'm still using Shotcut, and it caused a bunch of technical errors. So. I just, I apologize. Sucks. I apologize <laughs> in advance for the audio. Like most Shotcut of the videos, so garbage. It's garbage. Um, <laughs> it fucked up the. I, I couldn't fix the audio. I tried like ten thousand times. Um, it was basically like randomly changing the gain on on basically every single section. Um, on export. So I had all the audio matched, and then it was just like, pfft. shotcut sucks. Don't use it. Use DaVinci. Yeah. Um, but uh, if if you want. Um, an interesting analysis of a game that's also uh, a look at like some some pretty heavy themes about death and loss and um, how we process that. Go watch the Mundown video. And if you want to see someone shit on gamers for not understanding basically anything about game design um, and also discuss accessibility issues. Uh, go watch. Um, uh, oh my god, I'm blanking my own video names. I I, I actually do. Uh, Authorial like, intent like, difficulty ten. settings are accessibility setting. Is that the one? Thank you uh. so much. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that that was my most recent one. But I, I would say if you want a better experience, watch Doom, Rage, Exhaustion, and Arousal states, and then immediately watch Authorial Intent afterwards. They're kind of a two parter. Um, in in an yeah. indirect way. Uh, I touch because. I 
I realized while doing the Doom one that I was going to touch on some some difficulty setting stuff, and I decided to move up doing doing authorial intent difficulty settings or accessibility settings for two reasons. One was because I I wanted people to get the like follow up to the the things that I touched on really briefly in Doom at a reasonable speed, mm-hmm. um, so they're not like waiting like three months for the answer to a question in a way. Um, and two because I saw these garbage tweets from Colin Moriarty. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> that were it was uh, like it was like Mister No Taxation. <laughs> yeah, no taxation over here. <laughs> um, it genuinely what a mat. It so so funny because his like his tweets were like like a fucking golden apple from the 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 the, the tree of immortality. Like it was fucking perfect. I was like, oh oh this this is for me. Someone, yeah, someone distilled gamer TM ideology about difficulty settings into those two tweets, fucking those tweets. Those tweets were those like, tweets are like that 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 hole in the Junjito yeah, like, comic. This hole, this tweet is made for me. Because it's, so, it's so perfectly like like stumbles ass backwards into like saying the quiet parts out loud. In, yeah. in really interesting ways and um if you've if you've seen authorial intent you'll know that i, I have the section where i i break down the points that it's saying and i highlight the different sentences that are relevant to each of the points that it makes um but i i'm i'm really proud of that one i, th- I feel like my editing has been getting a lot better um especially once i yeah, switched to davinci I, and wasn't dealing with technical be issues. very be very proud of yourself for that uh agent smith yeah that must have taken a lot of the time way, no, I can tell. no the way the, the way agent smith was moving <laughs> is what killed me <laughs> oh yeah. it's, it's that was excellent uh, so that I, i'm not kidding like like yes i'm a solo artist but everything i make is incredibly collaborative that joke the movement around thing came out of originally i just had like agent smith like do the peek in and then like slide into frame and I was like, I don't feel like this is enough. And and I was thinking about maybe like doing something, but I was like, you know what? I'm gonna ask LK, because LK usually like if LK has the same idea as me, then 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 I'm just gonna go for it. And so I'm like, Lady No, what do you what do you think I should do? And uh when we were doing the edit, like I I think I can make this section more visually interesting and funny, but I'm not really sure how to do it. And she's like, take Agent Smith and do it like it's a hand, like a sock puppet. <laughs> and I was like, yes, it's the same idea I had. So I was like, because, you know, some people just like mesh with you creatively in an interesting way. And, and LK and I have the same weird sense of humor. And so I was like puppet. very validated in that moment that I should, I should definitely do that. And so I, I was just like, fuck it. And I pushed back. The, the video got pushed back a day because, <laughs> yeah. because I spent because like, of the we animation. Have... Aranok, we have the same sense like of humor too. Just so yeah. you know. <laughs> oh, I know. It's great. Um, it reminds me. But, of, it reminds uh, me of Sako uh, from Inside. This, uh, when when you say sock puppet, uh, I don't know <laughs> if you have seen Inside. Uh, but, uh, yes, uh, I have. I I love Inside. Um, though I, I, I would recommend Luga. that people I'm watch um, FD Signifier. I think that is cha- that's his channel name. FD Signifier's video on on insights really interesting talking about the the nature of like white liberal art and um from a from a black perspective he's a fucking great essay wait like, what is it called again it. i think i put that yesterday in my on my watch list yeah uh fd signifier is the channel name i can't remember what it's called it's something like inside and um like there's white liberal art or something like yeah, that yeah, yeah. That, that there's a, a bell. there's yeah. 
but it's it's a there's really an, good it's a really good video like there's a video on my watch later that i really want to get around but I haven't yet because it's two and a half hours long. Is it like? Is it like it criticizing my full attention? Is it like criticizing inside for Zolti? Shut up! <laughs> sorry, this is important. <laughs> uh, sorry, I wasn't listening. So <laughs> my bad. Um, that video is called Jeff Bezos versus Bo Burnham. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. two I and a half hours yet. long. But that's that's CGBX. And it's on CGBX my watch later, and I really, really want to know what it's, what it's about. <laughs> I'm I'm curious. <laughs> and but, it's two uh, and a half hours long. <laughs> yeah there's uh i would also recommend if you wanted another essay on on inside uh jangle science lad did a really did a really good one um i was pretty impressed like it was there's a lot more like art to it um than i was expecting it was really good it was really great um but just like fair warning the content warnings at the start of that video are quite serious and like take them seriously if you're not in the headspace to watch something that that, that touches on those topics mm. leave it for later but it is, it is a great video um yeah, but so but back just... to back to you, Aranok. Um, by the way, if I just wanna, I just wanna reiterate, if if any of you listeners happen to be here because of my Dark Souls video, that's happening. That's getting a lot of traffic now. Mm-hmm. Um, please do yourselves a favor and watch Aranok's authorial intent difficulty settings or accessibility settings video. Yeah, I was just, just thinking that. that those two yeah. videos have a lot in common. Because <laughs> though these two videos these two videos are friends. Mm-hmm. Um they 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 sometimes kiss. They 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 <laughs> get along very well. They're, they're, all right? They're very supportive of each other in a nice way. Like, I, I so yes. so little behind the scenes things because again like I, I think a lot of times when people see video essays they get this perception that it's like just this person doing it on their own. Like, like we were, we were chatting a bit when we were both making them and, uh, just like not heavily, but, but just enough that like, we were aware that we were both making similar videos. We tried to make sure that we weren't affecting each other's writing, but I did go and like watch a video to make sure that we weren't like, that I wasn't just like reiterating a point or anything. And I, and I, I was like, okay, it's good. Is this, is the same with the, the Mundown videos? Like we're covering similar topics um, but different aspects of those topics. And I think that was really valuable. Yes. Um, but like, yeah. speaking of, of... But on the other hand, uh, like, you can never make sure to like not mention anything that uh, mm-hmm. anybody has ever said before. But I, I really appreciate that you like put in so much uh, effort into like looking and researching uh, what other people have done. Well, um, I just think... I, I, I'm Again, it's very just like, why say what someone's already said um unless i know i can like really because improve on I, it. I i really and think so that people it makes I respect, a difference i if, i don't if... feel the need to do that for um but i like like my second video was because i felt like no one was talking about that topic in a productive or or, or well done way um yes <laughs> that's that's like the main reason to make videos <laughs> it's just like yeah like it's just it's i i try to cover stuff that no one else is talking about or or seems to understand what they're talking about um mm-hmm. and yeah but but it's just a last note on like 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 product uh, um on 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 working collaboratively and and stuff um a lot of my most recent video uh, actually just came from a ton of different conversations. I so I wrote I wrote most of the script. I you know sometimes you just get hit with like 
inspiration time and you write an entire script in like an evening. So I did oh, that. Yeah. But then I was like, I need to read this to a bunch of different people with very, very different perspectives to feel confident in in what I'm saying. And uh, I'm going to just kind of go through each person. But there are entire paragraphs that weren't in the original script that were added because of those conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I obviously I talked to... Um, Lady Night the Brave for, for script free feedback. Um, also Adequate Emily, uh, Alice Quinn Rose. Um, I talked to two of my friends who I've worked, like like developed games with before as well. Um, and then I also spoke with my dad who's been playing game. Like I, I read the script to my dad and, and got some feedback from him. I, I, there's a really great paragraph in there that is just like How this cool conversation I had like, with my dad. You can, you can uh, talk with your dad about <laughs> video essays and stuff? Oh, my my dad comes on my st- on my stream all the time. We play games together. Holy shit! We have a we. Have, I I know. I'm I'm kind of a, a I'm a weird person. I have a weird life and relationship. To yeah, my like. my parents um, my parents uh my parents cool are dad. also very supportive of um, uh of the of the stuff I do. My my mom want demands to be the first person to watch every video. That's Yo, awesome. Shout out to all but, the yeah. parents of video essays that are supportive of their work because. <laughs> Because well, God knows mine are not. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry about that. But like, yeah, I, I, I'm lucky. You know, I've, I've had a lot of like shitty experiences in my life and, and abuse and things, but none of that has come from my home, thankfully. So, mm-hmm. like, I've always just had a safe place with my parents. Um, which is a, is an extreme form of luck as a trans person. Like, the, the most people's parents are shit, and we'll throw them out. Um. <laughs> my parents literally took in my friends uh my my sister's friend when when she was kicked out of her house so like that's cool there's yeah. different yeah there's just different different types of people out there but yeah um, yeah it's wonderful but yeah my no, friends it's, Dan it's and refreshing Patrick, to hear a story like this you know because <laughs> like most people we have talked to or i have talked to uh whether it was on on the podcast or like in private mm-hmm. like the, these stories are like most of the time, ninety percent of the time, uh, and nothing like what you have just told me. So I, I no, really, yeah, I really feel like, yeah, as I rare. said, extreme form of of luck, but also like I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, there was a time where I felt like I shouldn't probably talk about it because it might, you know, make people who have really bad relationships with their parents feel bad. But then I realized there's people need to know that parents don't have to be shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. and that, that sounds funny, but I, I I know people who like genuinely cannot comprehend the idea of like a parent not being just the worst person. Mm-hmm. And like, that's fucking sad. Yeah. Like that the world has hit this point where like a lot of people can't see parenthood as being potentially good. And I, I just, I want to push against that. And I want to say like, parents can and should do better and we should demand it of them you know um like like i don't i don't think in any fucking realm of existence it's okay to chuck your kid out on the fucking street like i just don't i don't fucking care i don't like i just don't care i don't care what you think like and and i hate when people do this thing um especially when talking about queer topics or disability or whatever where they do this like well i'm entitled to my opinion bullshit 
Like, no, that's not, not an the, opinion not the is case like here. I yeah. like eating pickles. That's an opinion. One of, an opinion isn't one of the, an opinion isn't I'm throwing my kid out on the street for being queer. They're not the yeah. fucking same thing. Yeah, <laughs> Aranok, uh, uh, there's 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 a belief that I genuinely hold, and I might make a video on this. I don't know if I'm the right person to make a video on this, mm-hmm. but I think the world would be so much better. If people knew what the word opinion means. <laughs> yes! No, seriously. Like, like, I, I, oh, it's it's such a like dog whistle <laughs> at this point. Like Yes. Like where where someone will be like, oh, it's I'm just I'm entitled to my opinion. And it's like, okay, but what opinion is that? Like you, you have to Yeah, but because cause yes, you can hold the opinion, but there's a difference between holding an opinion and you're like not allowed to be pushing criticized. Onto other people. Well, and also yeah, you're not allowed people, to be criticized for that opinion. If your opinion is that I should be dead for being trans, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, like, that's not an opinion. People misunderstand what the what the word opinion is, is, and also people underestimate how dangerous that misunderstanding is. It's dangerous, like actually, and so that's why I genuinely believe that if just. If everyone understood just this, the meaning of this one word, the world would be a better place. Yeah. Genuinely. And also, I, th- I think... Like, there, there's, just, uh... there's a couple of words. There's a couple of words that would really... Yeah. yeah. Like, if... if <sighs> There's this other one. I, I, I can't remember it right now. But I remember a while back, I was like, if if I could like teach one, one thing to every person on the planet, it'd be like this one thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. Should, you should make like, a video about parents. I feel like that's like a very <laughs> unique perspective that we have. And uh, I know, I know for, for sure that I have, uh, I used to be one of those people that like hated all parents. And I, I know that I had like a very long phase, uh, like until I, I turned 18 or 19 maybe. And uh, I, I was like, I, I, I will not be having kids at any point in my life. And, uh, and that, at 19, I, I moved out of my parents' house and uh, kind of, it, it changed, you know, like uh, m- my my relationship with my parents, um, but it got better. So <laughs> I think that was, that's that's what changed uh, for me, that my opinion about parents in general and about my parents. And I kind of like got this feeling that it doesn't have to be all bad, you know? Like, parents are people, too. <laughs> well, that's just, exactly yeah. it. And, um, like, I, I, co- I worked professionally as a coach for a very, very long time. Um, when I started, I was actually the youngest certified coach in my province. So, mm-hmm. uh, for, for, this, that, for that sport. I don't know about the other sports, but I know for a fact for that sport, I was the youngest at the time. And um, so, I, I've gotten to see a lot of parental dynamics with kids. Um, like, it's, it's gotta be around like, like a hundred at least. No, it's gotta be more than that. I, I, I've definitely met like <laughs> hundreds of, of parents in that, in that way, mm-hmm. in that capacity where, where like, if I can give some advice, it's just, um, don't try to force your kids to be something they're not. Oh my actually god, yeah. talk to them Just i know it's so... a wild concept but like talk to them like they're <laughs> fucking human beings yeah and and uh they, they are not 
personal extensions of your body and autonomy. They are their own separate being. Okay. Um, like there is a point. I, I've seen like, a lot of. A lot, I've a, seen a lot of parents that like put their kids in stuff just because they want to live vicariously through their kid. And it's really mm. unhealthy. And then uh, finally is you're going to make mistakes and that's okay. It's better to acknowledge those. Right. And have them pretend like they are not existing. existing. Yeah. Exactly. Because that's just fucking like that just leads into gaslighting real fast. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. Uh yeah, I recently I only recently learned what that word means. Gaslighting. Gaslighting. <laughs> yeah, uh, it gets misused by a lot of people. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's like, frustrating. I I, um, I I just looked up the definition <laughs> like like a week ago. Yeah, <laughs> the the, the, the e- easy way to to do it is to explain it is just it's when someone um has a pattern of of manipulation where they continuously try to get the person to question what they know to be real. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's a pretty common thing in like toxic relationships, whether yeah, they like are parental I've, I've relationships or shit. romantic. <laughs> I'm, I'm <gonna> say, <laughs> I've I've lived through some shit and and I've I've experienced my fair share of it, and so I really hate when people t- like misuse that term. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna be very clear what I mean by like it can le- lead to gaslighting is that it can lead to parents basically like fucking up and then just refusing to ever acknowledge that they're fucking up and then yes, getting angry yes. at the kid and like like telling the kid they're fucking wrong for thinking that the parent made a mistake and that sort of thing like it yeah it's it's unhealthy it's it's not productive to to behave like that yeah like for for yeah so back to positive. your videos uh, Aaron, <laughs> um this has been uh, an odd episode of Video Jump because we have sort of went backwards. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. do you have like? I don't. Uh, uh, I'm trying to how how to phrase this question because like, you make uh, videos about like very. I don't know heavy subjects. I don't know how to how to how to say how to say that. Um, um. So, like, like recurring uh, like, topics are most of the time, like ableism. Um, yeah, and ableism, accessibility, yeah. uh, capitalism, queer readings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is there what's the reason that that's the focus of of what you're doing? Um, it's it's complicated. <laughs> it's a lot of reasons. <laughs> um. <laughs> Are you when are you a leftist? Could that oh, be yes. the reason? <laughs> um, so so I I guess maybe I should give a, a slight history of how I ended up doing online stuff at all. Mm. Um, I first started doing online stuff helping with uh, charity streams um, primarily, um, often leftist ones, uh, and um, originally it was I was mostly like behind the the scenes stuff, but I would often jump on when when. Other people weren't around to guest and, and the you know host needed someone else to talk to and stuff. And uh, for some reason, people liked when I talked, which was a new experience for me um, because most of my life has been, uh, you, you know, oh, you're the, the weird, queer, autistic kid. Um, let's let's make fun of you. Shut the fuck mm-hmm. up. Never talk, you know, and. And for the first time, I, I felt like I had a voice, um, which which was really nice. Um so people encouraged me to start streaming, so I did. And I, I've loved video essays for a long time. I've been watching them since their infancy on YouTube. Um, like, 
like before video essays as a concept as a name was a thing i was watching similar types of content the content that would become video essays um and i was i was wanted to to make some and uh wait what was before video essays what what do you mean by that Uh, well like video essays as we think about them now didn't really exist in like 2010 yeah right like do you mean like like, reviews from there there are certain types of of videos that like were similar to what video essays would become um that would occasionally pop up you know and mm-hmm. I always like that stuff. Uh, it's it's hard to because it, it, probably some I I have memory issues, so like things kind of blend together. So it's mm-hmm. like I might be thinking of something that's from 2014, oh, and it's from tw- okay. you know 2010 or vice versa. So details I sometimes struggle with. Um, but like yeah, like certain types of old reviews, that sort of thing that were like they're not quite what a video essay is. They aren't as good. They're not as well edited, but they're starting to sort of look similar, like that that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then you get the kind of like post nerd writer explosion. Oh yeah, <laughs> is kind of how I describe it. Like nerd writer hits the scene, and suddenly everybody like starts to understand that they can make content like that, like that they can make an essay <laughs> in that way. Um, there was other people before nerd writer, obviously, but I think that's the one that like kind of first put the concept of video essay into a a solid point of contention. Was that also a big influence um, for you personally? Uh, I I wouldn't say... I, I would say, like, I enjoyed Nerdwriter stuff way back when, and I'm sure it probably has some influence on me, but I wouldn't say that, that they're... I wouldn't cite him as, mm-hmm. as an influence. Um, but I would say that, like, he's one of the first people that I remember, like, really remember, you know? <laughs> um, as an individual, as, a, as an artist uh, with a distinct voice. Right. Um... But anyway, so so I'm streaming and 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 because of streaming stuff, I keep like meeting new people and 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 uh, and I ended up because like there's like all the like I, I could do like probably like a half an hour on like the weird ways that I've interconnected like met this person, so I met this person, so I met this person, so I met this person, but I um ended up helping with uh charity stream where I met Lady Night the Brave and Adequate Emily and um and Alice and Rose and I were already friends. And we all got labeled the Chaos Twins because um, we're just chaos when we're on a stream yeah. together. Yeah, <laughs> like... worship. We're, you worship chaos. <laughs> yes, we're 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 chaos. Chaos in the fun way, not not in the like boring Warhammer. Chaos. Way. <laughs> not <laughs> that way. If you'd like um, to, uh, you could you could share some of their like Twitter tags or or Twitch <laughs> tags. Well, uh, I I feel like most people probably uh, all of them are way more famous than I am. <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, uh, let's let, let uh, if if they're listening to this, they probably already follow them. <laughs> Maybe. But yeah. So I the thing that kind of had, had had pushed me back on on actually making a video essay is that I wanted to make make my first one my my coming out because I didn't want any permanent media of me from of bef- the before I was being myself. You know, I didn't okay. want like. Like I didn't, I didn't really post pictures of myself ever to social media growing up, um, and in high school and stuff. And I didn't really understand that that was because I was trans and I didn't want to be seen like a man. Um, and I didn't want that to be permanent. I didn't want mm-hmm, it to, mm-hmm. to be held. I just, it's, it's a lot of like you know not being conscious of things, but still making decisions based off of those feelings. And 
I kind of just got the encouragement from from those friends to go for it. And um, yeah, so I, th I think it was February that I finished that video. Um, maybe it's later. I don't remember how many months ago. It was six months ago. It's and I can go look at the YouTube. <laughs> trying to, rem I, I, I'm bad at dates. I'm really, really bad at them. It's cool. Two seconds. Um, yeah, February twenty sixth was when I released that video, and I also put it up on Facebook for all of my meat space friends and family to see. <laughs> um. But yeah, so so my first video is called What is Non-Binary or Who Am I? I'm, you know, it's it's nowhere near what the quality of my work is now, but I'm still pretty proud of it. And that was a, that was a fucking tough one to make. Um, I, no one had really seen me in the like last year because of lockdown and stuff. So like the way I dress and look and everything had, had changed a lot. <laughs> um, okay, so you've been... Um, so I transitioning for like uh, for nearly during, during a little over time. a year and a half. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. like like actively, you know, pursuing looking the way I want to look and, and yeah, being yeah, myself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so I I film like the the structure of the video. Um, well, actually, I should shout out the the video essay that like finally made me like I have to make it was was when. Um, Abigail Thorne released her video coming out. Um, and I want to be clear, the, the idea for the script, like, like most of the stuff that is my, in my video was there from like two years ago. Like I had been thinking about this video for a long time before even that, you know, like just, even though I didn't like realize that's what I wanted to make, I, I pretty much in the start of doing like active queer advocacy. Mm -hmm. I I had been thinking about this coming out video in a way. And um and I saw Abigail Thorne make this video that was in in certain ways very similar to what I made, wanted to make. Um in a lot of ways very different, but like structurally somewhat similar of of doing doing the section uh, like doing the the structure of the video being the process of realization and coming out um to yourself. And yeah. like trying to like create this subjective experience that draws the audience into feeling what that feels like. And so I filmed the first two sections uh, of the video in, in boy mode and in, 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 in like uh, trying to make myself look masculine. Um, I despise looking at that footage. I oh, shit. am really proud that I did it, but I just, I really, I really struggle to look at it. Um, and like I, I, it's not gonna affect anyone else it's, it's very personal it's just dysphoria inducing but <laughs> like i i think it does a really great job of of like demonstrating that experience i think it's got some really funny jokes in there too but it was also important to me to touch on a couple of like specific things that i felt like were mostly missing from coming out videos and from from videos about being trans um, one was the engagement with the aspect of community in coming out and in self-realization. And that's why I very specifically had a bunch of my non-binary friends, um, submit either written pieces, which I wrote, read out, um, in, in one case or, or their own voice, um, you know, 
reading out something they wrote. And then I, I, Lady Knight actually helped me edit those together. Um, cause she's really fucking good at like pulling a bunch of quotes into like their most useful forms. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did a little animation over top of that. And yeah, like, like I basically wanted to express the way that community helped me to come out to better understand myself as non-binary to, to, um, feel comfortable in my own skin. And <clears throat> well, that, that's, uh, that's something like. <laughs> I'm struggling with it every day. I feel like I, I mean I don't know. It's just you know when you when you um when you enter like this group of people who are just so open about like, stuff like gender, sexuality, and uh, like uh, personality uh, in general. That's that's the first time you like ask yourself ask yourself these questions like who am i really and is is this uh is this really the way i want to look i want to be is this how well, like uh, the I, way i, I was, was always asking the question it was mm-hmm. just the first time that anyone gave me the, the idea that it's possible words. yeah well no it's it's more it's not even the idea of it's possible it's more just the 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 tools and words to even say mm-hmm. what i felt mm-hmm. um because i already felt yeah, it. yeah and that's not a universal thing and, and i think like you know, as I say in the video, uh, gender is a feeling, you know, like it's it's just something you feel inside. And and we, we express gender, we have gender expression and we we have um, the performance of gender that Judith Butler talks about. And we have, you know, the roles that society tries to place in us based on gender and, and all those things. But I, I think at the core, um, we feel gender. Gender is vibes, you know, it's, which is <laughs> yeah. funny, but it, it really is like. I, I, even cis people, like you, you think about the way that like, they'll talk about like feeling like a man or feeling like a woman yeah, when they do yeah. certain things or they, they, they perform in a specific way or whatever it, they are feeling gender. That's the language we naturally use when discussing gender. And mm-hmm. I think, um, yeah. So, so I, I, I wanted to make that point of like, like community touching on it. And then the other thing I did was just, um, then juxtaposing the very heavily edited first half that's confused and meandering in some ways. Uh, not, not like the points it's making are confused, but just like, like the, the character is. And, and, um, cause, cause I really was playing a character when I was trying to perform what people thought I was, mm-hmm. um, in the same way that I was playing a character for most of my life until I came out. And I, I, yeah, at the end, finally, I just get to be myself on camera. And I read that entire section. There's a couple of edits I added in just to cut out some some dead air. But um, that entire last section, I did like four or five long takes. And I just like the entire eight, eight or nine minutes of me talking is just me reading that script um, because I wanted it to just be like the artifice of performance is gone. And this is just me now. Like, like I'm not that character. I'm not doing a performance. Yeah, this yeah, isn't, I'm uh, yeah, I'm not acting anymore. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm just getting to be myself. It was a confessional to a camera instead of, instead of the performance that most of my videos are. Mm-hmm. And that was so freeing. Um, and I think it's probably like, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I fucking hate coming out. I love, <laughs> 
I love being out. I love when someone knows me for who I really am. I fucking hate <laughs> the process of getting there. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's, that's like the emotional fun. I have anxiety. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have bad anxiety. And every time I try to come out to people, it's like someone is like driving a stake into my chest. Um, I just, I feel like everything tenses up. It took me a long time, even once I knew I wanted to come out to my parents. And again, like, as I said, my parents are pretty fucking accepting. Like, I don't really have anything to rationally fear. But... But once you say it oh, out loud, like, it, 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 it's permanent. Yeah. <laughs> but it's what I wanted. Like, that, that's, the, that's the fucking ridiculous thing about it. Like, like Yeah, obvi- obviously, yeah. But, like, <laughs> like you're also afraid like, of, like, that. people's... Like, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I was, I was afraid of people's, you know, reactions. But I, I wasn't... Really, it was just it was just my anxiety. Like it was just my anxiety disorder. Like like there, there's mm-hmm. a very big difference between mm-hmm. my anxiety heightening feelings and my anxiety just inventing them. <laughs> like I, I don't know how else to describe it. Um, yeah, I I don't know. Com- coming no, out it's, is it's, a whole it's process. Understandable. But uh, but I, but least. I hoped with that video, as much as it was made for me and to a specific set of audiences, was also that it would be validating to other non-binary people and and be a tool that they can use to show their parents and whatever and and i've gotten a lot of like really positive responses to that video that that tell me that i that i did that 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 was accomplished um i have Mm -hmm. a friend in real life who like like that i know in real life like in in the meat space or whatever you want to call it um friendships online aren't lesser (laughs) friendships aren't line on on online aren't lesser they're just there's a different dynamic of interaction. Um, but yeah, they, they, they sent me a message after seeing that video, just saying how validated they felt. Um, they're out now, but they weren't out at the time. Mm-hmm. And like, that was just, uh, so you were like getting someone telling me that, that I did what like other people have been able to do for me. And cause I know how amazing that feeling is, um, was very emotional. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can imagine. Well, yeah. Yeah. That sounds amazing. That's I'm very happy. So you're the person who like made, made them sure of what, what they were about to do or. Yeah. Uh, about coming like, like help them feel validated in, in, in identifying as non-binary in, in, saying who they are to people well i'm pretty um, sure that person is very grateful for for what you have done for them <laughs> because that's that's a pretty cool thing to do but yeah yeah i i just since i i helped them along in the same way that a lot of other people helped me along but again that's part of the point of the video is it's not you're not alone there are other people who've had these experiences and and not just that um that that uh that there is community out there for you um if you want to look for it uh i i say in the tron legacy video at one point that like part of the reason why explicit core representation has been so you know resisted by certain groups um is because they believe if you know 
queer people never see other queer people. They just like will never come out. They'll never never be themselves, and mm-hmm. and that's not true. If queer people never get to see each other, um, we just slowly die. <laughs> like, but also, but also, like we find ourselves we find each other we search each, search each other out we've been doing it for thousands of years um you know well before anti-queerness was a thing like like people don't understand that in the grand arm of history the idea of a binary gender system is relatively modern yeah and at yeah. that heavily interrelated with and also very very western colonialism. it's like a what's not thing- it's not exactly it 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 became western at a mm-hmm. certain point but like you have to go back to 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 roman empires to like really start seeing the the source of this right um and the interrelationship with with christianity being put in power but when you go back and you read say the myths and and actual histories of of ancient mesopotamia right earliest recorded human history that we have we know for a fact non-binary people existed. We know for a fact that trans people existed at the time. Not just that, but that they were respected. And that is true of most indigenous cultures around the planet. Um, I'm saying most because as far as I know, it is every single one. But there might be one that I don't know of. So I'm not going to like, you know, make... I, I just want to be clear about why I'm making most and not all. Because <laughs> the, my my knowledge is not limitless. But But queerness... And 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 a more fluid and comprehensive understanding of gender has existed for a really really long time. It's it's only with hierarchical imperial colonialist structures that you really see it imposed. Uh, you see binary gender imposed on people. So, um, yeah. If if there's if there's some things I can recommend to any eggs out there. <laughs> it's um if you can't find community in person look for it online yeah. it exists it's there it's there for you yeah, um, try to find ju- spaces that aren't toxic and, and and talk to us um, like video essays people are so chill about the, these topics like <laughs> i really found the coolest people online like during covid when i started making videos and started reaching out to other video essays it turned out that, that these like you are just so I don't know kind. <laughs> the advice is basically make video essays. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but, but so... like, like I'm I'm serious. I'm I'm talking to like teenagers and stuff. Like yeah. especially, it's there are resources in line. And the second thing is, um, l- learn learn queer history. Learn as much of it as you can find, and ideally from like look for other queer people who talk about it. Um. Yeah, who aren't Western, ashamed to talk about like certain types of academia, Western academia, have dedicated a lot of energy and time to trying to cover up our history. But we've always been here, and they're not very good at covering it up. <laughs> so, so go look, go look into it. Go look into, into, you know, the the history of of you know third genders in in various indigenous cultures into two-spirit people into understanding that like queerness is universal it's eternal it's always been here um and and find queer artists who who help you um 
to do, do you have to a, any musicians with that? in your mind right now yeah. like who you could think of uh, uh be, uh <laughs> Again, musicians. biased towards friends, but uh, that's Mo- not, Molly Noises. Molly Noise is fucking incredible. Um, if, Mo- if Molly like, Noises, Molly Noise. Yeah, uh, she she actually um, composes for a couple of different video essayists, uh, mm-hmm. but she's also just a really great artist. I really enjoy her work. Um, uh, obviously, Little Nas X right now is just doing incredible, incredible, um, transversive queer queer art. Like, I guess I should I should explain the unintentionally queer series and where that's going. Um, <laughs> so so uh, unintentionally queer is is a series of videos that I'm going to be doing. Um, the the first one's already up. It's it's about trying legacy. The second one I'm currently writing is going to be up this month on Alice. But it's kind of got three phases. The the first I'm talking about films with and and, and media that uh, the there's no authorial stated intent of queerness, but there's a lot of queer subtext and and metaphor and allegory that I personally connect with and that a lot of other queer people have connected with those art, art pieces with. Um, and that is then going to be followed by a set of videos on, on pieces that live in this sort of nebulous zone between intentional queerness and an unintentional queerness and so i'm going to talk about stuff like alien and aliens i'm talking about um (laughs) so so i I have a cousin who's non-binary as well and uh and one of their favorite films is lego batman um which has a ton of queer subtext and after we watched the tron video they were they're like okay you have to do a video on lego batman (laughs) so i'm gonna do a video on that batman have you seen the lego batman film I have not uh, seen Lego Batman. Okay, I, I have not played the game. Okay. have a lot of it's, queer subtext. Uh, it's fucking incredible. It's great. It's about fan found family. Um, it's also about like, uh, Batman's toxic masculinity and how he he won't just just admit his love for his boyfriend Joker. Um, I this isn't like even like much subtext. This is pretty much just the text with like the thinnest veneer of of not being the text. You know, <laughs> like. They they keep doing this thing where where they they're treating the words I hate you like like in a normal relationship you'd say I love you and like like your your main supervillain as if it's like your your dating partner, um, and like Joker's just Joker's just a get jealous gay like that's what's going on in this film <laughs> and wow. it's fucking great like. It's so I good, to, and it's also about like a, a doc- Yeah, you have to go watch this film. It's yeah, it, it sounds genuinely shockingly good. I would argue <laughs> it's probably one of the best DC films ever made. Um, Holy shit! And I like I like a lot of more DC films than most people do. Like, uh, but I also just think I think it just understands all of the aspects of Batman from the like edgy, serious Batman to like you know campy '60s shit and Schumacher things. Mm-hmm. Like it it understands and somehow balances all of those tones really well. It's a, it's a unique film that I think, um, it is just got some really great queer subtext in it. Um, like, the, the, and, and it's like, there's some like really blatant stuff. Like there's a moment where Batman has his big, like emotional reconciling with the family and, 
there's like bat lights that appear, you, you know, like the, 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 like the bat signal, but there's like bat signals for each of the characters and the color coding is the pan flag. Like laid out like the pan no flag. Like, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> Pay attention. It's literally the pan flag. Like, there's a lot of very specific color usage in the film, and I didn't notice this before I was like purposefully watching it, but like I noticed the queer subtext the first time I saw the film in theater. And I wasn't even out at the time, I think. So like it's, I'm wondering it's all if, like, there. Everyone um, that has been that has uh that took part in producing this <laughs> film uh, or movie. Uh so if, if everyone was aware <laughs> what was going on. I, I feel like there was people aware, and I think there's probably like some things where like they had to turn it into subtext because people didn't want them to, you know, like yeah, sex yeah. and stuff. Because that's that's often but, what but, happens. Um, yeah, yeah, but but still, uh, it's, it's it's pretty cool. There, there's a really there's some really great videos by by Matt Baum on on like the history of like queer media and stuff, and he did a really good one on Deep Space Nine a little while back that I'd recommend people watch. Um, mm-hmm. First off, I fucking love Deep Space Nine, but Deep Space Nine was basically a constant battle between the artists and this one dickhead producer about having queer characters on the show. Okay, um, but we, so they we, put in I, a fuck I, afraid, ton of purposeful queer I, subtext. <laughs> I'm afraid uh, that's that's a topic for another podcast episode because we have reached <laughs> the end. Uh, it has been well over. Uh, like we oh, no. <laughs> plan. We plan normally with like an episode that's that is an hour long. Uh, so I'm sorry, but I have to I have to start it now. <laughs> we have to oh, stop yeah, no, recording uh, because it's gonna be a lot of work for Dark, who is editing this episode. Um, but thank you for joining us, Ernok, and thank you for yeah. your personal stories that you you have told us in 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 confidence. Of course, none of this will go online. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah. I, I just went went to say thank you because uh it's been it's been so nice to talk to you um and also yeah. i'm i'm sorry that we didn't get to like talk about your channel in more detail but <laughs> i hope th- these discussions will raise awareness and maybe interest of the listeners and th- that that will check out your your work because I, yeah. we know for sure that <laughs> you give you give everything and uh you put your heart into it and it's cool it's uh it's good luck. Yeah, I'm really <laughs> Aranok, I'm really I'm really happy that you do what you do because um it feels like for this it feels like you're the right person to do it. <laughs> like in in a lot of the in a lot of situations I mean I, I mean like the stuff you talk about in the videos. Mm-hmm. Right? Like uh, it's an important part of of uh, you know uh artistic expression or making stuff putting stuff out putting stuff out there like if you have things to say have things to express if if you've lived the experiences that you're expressing it's it's really important and you can really see that in in your videos and i think that's really important so i'm really happy for what you do yeah thank you 100 percent. i I always try to make what i feel like almost only i could do which is like not literally only i could do it but just more like yeah i don't mean it in a narcissistic way yeah yeah, like like i want like when (laughs) you have to you have to look at yourself as a creator and see what i you know what i can do what do i have to say where do my experiences fit in with this like i had Mm -hmm. 
on stream yesterday, I had someone ask me, um, because they were there after the Dark Souls and difficulty and accessibility video that I made, they asked me if I was going to make a video about representation. Um, because that's, you know, a form of accessibility and inclusivity and, and, and my answer was, I'm not the right person to make that video. Uh, like, yeah, as, as a last sort of ending point of this, I, I think, um, I think recognizing where your knowledge limits are is one of the most valuable tools you can have just in life, just in general. Like it's not even yeah. specific to video making, but I think it, it does pop up in video making a fair bit. Um, yeah, you like, just, yeah, you have to know when to shut up about, about certain topics. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I want to be clear. I think I think anyone can talk on any topic. I just think you need to be very careful about how you approach it. And the yeah. number one thing you should always, always, always do is get people who have the lived experience, who know more than you, to give you feedback. And exactly. If and, and and like get accessibility readers, especially if you're making enough money to like. To hire properly. people, yeah, yeah, yeah. To hire people, y you have no excuse, in my opinion, when you have yeah. that much money. It gets dicey when we're talking about someone like myself who doesn't really have any money. I, I rely on giving favors to my friends and my friends giving me favors back. Like, that's how a lot of video essayist stuff gets done is just is just the community working together to create art. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I, I find it really frustrating when I see these, these big name accounts, big, big essayists, who refuse to like engage with with proper spiritings and and it can't just be one person and like I talk about topics that relate to my personal experiences and I always have other people check in on them anyway right um yeah I've already read good, good point good point the the section in the newest video on Alice's heteronormativity to multiple queer people and I'll probably read it to more people than that um just to make sure that like it's right. It's saying exactly what I want it to say. It's not going to cause any problematic things. My my disability videos, I always have other disabled people um, giving their perspective on them. Um, I like just just know that you don't know everything, and that's not a bad thing. It's an opportunity yeah. to learn. Don't yeah. be ashamed. Um, we did end up talking about it a bit on stream, and uh, I'll be interested to. I might, I might like clip that and send it to you, Aranok, because I'd be mm. interested to see what what you, what do you think about it? But um, uh, yeah, know when if, know if you're not the right person to talk about something. Like you have limits as a creator, and that's okay, and that's fine, mm -hmm. and you should recognize that. And on that note, you should, as a, as, a, as a listener, now go on YouTube and check out Aranuk's channel. Or, <laughs> yeah, or dare to right now, because this episode is ending. It is ending right now. Like, yeah. the audio is going to cut right now. <laughs> Bye.